Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Almost everything happened in the back of the cabin. In the back of the taxi cabin! Sorry, mom. He opened like a bottle of wine. So he like brings it upstairs and her and I are already like making out, going at it, doing all the things that I probably wanted to do like my whole life, obviously being attracted to girls. And he comes in. It's just like, oh my God, this is so perfect. You guys, I am so excited and honored that for my very first episode of Open Late, I get to sit down with my dear friend and favorite goddess, Ginger Banks. She's an advocate for sex workers and the sexual empowerment of all people. And really through her questioning of all things related to the status quo, she stumbled upon ethical non-monogamy and she spent the past four years educating herself on the topic. This is going to be an amazing conversation and I can't wait to share it with you. Okay. Hello. 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 Oh my gosh. Ginger, thanks. Yes. I am so glad that you are here. There is no one else I could imagine doing the birth of this show with me other than one of my newest friends, but a woman who I look up to. And I feel like you are such a stand for women to be sexually liberated and also spiritually liberated. And to look at sexuality as a healing tool. So I'm honored that you are here to unpack the accidental threesome. That is literally my favorite intro I've ever gotten at any interview I've ever done. So thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's so crazy to be here because I really remember the very first night that I met you, you talking about how you wanted to do this. And now really? we're here. Yeah, I, I remember vividly. You were like, I'm thinking about doing this podcast. I remember. Oh my God. I talked about it at Petite. Yeah. And I remember like I was just starting to do the whole open relationship thing and like even how much I've evolved since then. But it's crazy to be here with you. Yeah. Wow. And it's it was like not that long ago. Yeah, It was November, I think, or like December, some Mm -hmm. pretty early or no March. huh? Because it was Lolo. And um... no, that was the second time we met there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Lauren. But um, no. okay, this is. Yeah. So it's less than a year of friendship. Yeah. Yes. And I see you're wearing my favorite ring. (laughs) The Taurus ring. I I get this for all of the really important, powerful women in my life. So, of course, I got one for you. I know. And I'm so (laughs) bummed I don't have it on right now. I actually left it. I'll take a picture for it later or something. Yes. We went to a party this weekend. And it's in the purse that's at the friend's house. Um, But anyway, I love that ring. You were wearing that the night that we met, too. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I think I had maybe even just given it to Daniela, our mutual friend. You did. Who's going to be Who's gonna on be a later? future episode. <laughs> yes, she is. Crossover. Yes, I love it. All the powerful women in my life are slated for this. And it's really interesting as I was choosing uh, people that I wanted to have on as guests and who I thought would be incredible with their insight and just great partners to have on and people to interview me, I realized it was actually kind of challenging to find people in my circle who either like who hadn't experienced being open 
or curious or monogamous or yeah. polyamorous because I, I would love a variety of perspective. And I was like, I was, oh shoot, my whole circle, which I didn't even realize until I started digging and asking friends. And they're like, oh no, been there, done that. And yeah. I'm like, wait, okay, I need to find more vanilla. People. Yeah, like someone who's literally never delved into that. It's very rare to find these days, especially with like the company that we keep. It's it's just it if you're a person who's like questioned the status quo in any way. I think you've questioned the concept of monogamy Absolutely. or like, uh, like, you know, it's like not a choice in the monogamy. It's just like the standard. It's like what's forced on everybody by society, basically. Yeah. I mean, when we didn't used to live this way, it really just came in with like all of the religious inquisition and like from the 1400s on, we created these totally. very conservative nuclear families, husband and wife. but. Y'all, we used to have a really good time before all of that. We used to be chilling, <laughs> just having orgies, legit, literally. Yeah, men <laughs> feeding us grapes and, you know, bringing us <laughs> rosé. Literally, women were like literally dog. revered, though, because we were the ones who brought the food for the most part. Like animals were like a rare treat to eat, you know, so like the hunting part, like we gathered the food. Mm -hmm. So like within society, we were... We were much higher respected back before all of these changes. Yeah. And we made all the medicine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Which is like a whole other, that's not even what this interview is going to be about, but um, delving we should deep. come back and we'll okay. talk about witchcraft. Yeah. So yeah. So things like that, that happened by accident, you accidentally got into polyamory too, you know, things just like naturally evolve. Yes. I don't think that a lot of people, you know, things just happen. I think most people have experienced a threesome maybe mm -mm. you think most people I, as I would know as I was saying yeah. that I'm like you really need to reel it in like do you think your parents have had a threesome no do you think any of their friends have had a threesome like I always forget that my perspective is so open-minded mm -hmm. I try to like remember to go back like the first time I went to a strip club or like things like that when I was still just like yeah I think that probably very few people have had a threesome. And I hope that anyone who's listening that is curious about a threesome will enjoy this story. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Philadelphia and mm -hmm. I, you know, was born and raised in the city and then moved to the country for a little bit. And when I say the country, like the very rural part of Pennsylvania, that's very conservative. Everyone's a farmer. That's where I went to high school and then back to Philadelphia. And the, I, no one even maybe in my generation was having a threesome. There was like not a ton of sexual exploration, even in college. So I kind of grew up with this mindset of like, that's taboo, that's bad. And threesomes came into like my, uh, I think in college and then a little bit post-college. And I would like find ways to like run out of them. Actually, I had been really? very gently and very like, in fun ways with girlfriends or like a girlfriend and their boyfriend. And I would just literally find a way to leave. I'm like, I'm going to excuse just like my, they're busy. it got hot and heavy. And I was like, I'm going to go now, out. even though I wanted to, you know how they call like when you do that at a party, like an Irish goodbye or mm -hmm. whatever, what's that? Like a French goodbye or something. Yeah. Like you're like, you leave in the middle of the threesome without the saying anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask if you had had a threesome before the one with Pasha. No. So it was my first experience with, you know, two people at the same time that went to sex. Yeah. I had, I found myself like, actually I was kind of making fun of myself, but there were two times, um, both with very good girlfriends 
And one was with her long-term boyfriend. And they were kind of open and they liked to play and explore. And she was a really great friend of mine, kind of like an older sister. Still love her to this day. And I ran out of their house. And then another really good friend of mine who I just, she was just in LA. Um, and a really good guy friend. We were all just friends. And we yeah. were out one night and they came home with me and they were in my bed <laughs> and it started to get out. We were in my bed <laughs> and it started to get like a little too hot. And I was like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom. And I never went back. I went and slept on the couch while they in your own, hooked in your up own in my place. bed. And I was like 21 or 22 at the time. Thinking back, I'm, I like wish I could shake myself and be like, go have the fun. Yeah. But I was so concerned it. about like, what is this going to mean tomorrow? And, you know, like, what does this say about me? And yeah. are my friend, are my friend and I, is everything going to be weird? I was just so stressed about the consequences totally. all the time that I wouldn't let myself have the fun. So yes, it was the very first time. So I think, I think that makes sense that like you, you just have no concept of how it's going to go about, especially if you don't have any examples, you know, mm -hmm. like we don't have any examples in the media. A lot of us back then probably didn't have any friends that were doing stuff like this. So like, it's hard to have exa healthy examples of like what to, you know, what do yeah. you do? Like, yeah, yeah, it's so scary. There was nothing. There was nothing. And the couple of times that I've heard people talk about it, they were negative experiences also. Yeah. So like a girlfriend had one and then got really jealous. Yeah. So there was all that to unpack. Yeah. But this was an incredible experience. None of that. Was she, know. was she someone that you knew? What was the background of the relationship? Yeah. So let's dive in. Um, actually she was a really good friend and I had, you know, I haven't really talked about this yet, but I knew I was attracted to women mm -hmm. from like a young age, like high school. I remember thinking like women were beautiful. My friends were hot and I like made out with girls, yeah. but it was really under the pretense of like, I had been drinking at a high school party or college and you do it for like shock value. You do it to like impress the boys, you know, because totally. that's, that's kind of what is impressed upon us is like the thing to do. So she and I had had chemistry for sure. And we were friends for about two or three years at that point. Mm -hmm. um, and there was just always a little something between us. And we were at a party one night. It was actually New Year's Eve. And um, yeah, there was just like such vibes. And it's really funny because I'm like, oh, it's this accidental threesome. And Pasha always makes the joke that he masterminded it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> like, it's like the That's most how I always feel about all of my threesomes, though. <laughs> that you I'm always like, how can I make uh, this like, happen? You just like sprinkle things in like little statements and jokes to like, it's like sparking a fire. And then when they like it starts, you're like, I don't know. That's how you I feel about it. And you watch I'm it. like, that's happening. You Wait, know? what's your sign? Gemini. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how I, I always felt that way about my threesomes. <laughs> okay. So Pasha, Pasha yeah. felt like he was so masterminding. He thinks he masterminded <laughs> it. But meanwhile, she and I had been having these like, you know, very like deep talks and we had like a like very intimate friendship, moments. intimate moments, totally. but nothing had ever happened. And I think we are both sort of shyer women. And as like sexually liberated as I am, I still would identify as on the shy side, especially totally. about my sexuality. So I think we probably needed someone with a little masculine energy to come in and drive it. Um, right. And I remember 
she she was there by herself, like with us. We were with a big yeah. group of people, and she was like, "Oh well, who am I going to kiss at midnight?" And Pasha was like, oh, "You uh. can kiss Jessica." <laughs> so of course, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, twenty seven or eight mm-hmm. at the time. So of course, we have our like the ball drops, our midnight kiss, and then we just like keep kissing. We're at a nightclub in Vegas, and the funniest part of the story is. <laughs> Pasha's dad is also at this nightclub. <laughs> so, so my father-in-law is at this nightclub with us at the table for my first threesome, essentially. So like my, you know, amazing, sweet, super charming Persian father-in-law is there to essentially witness the inception of what then becomes yeah. open late on Sunday. Um, yeah, so... Obviously, there was a lot of champagne. The kissing kept happening. And at one point, we we're like, you know, the, the nightclub is dwindling down. And we're like, well, we should probably get out of here. I have a question. Yeah. At what point did it become, did her and Pasha have like first physical contact? Do you remember that? Oh, my God. I wish I did. Um, I'm Because I know you sure. I, most of my threesomes I've been drinking, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I remember. <laughs> it, it's so funny to be kind of at this point, too. And I drink a lot less than I did when I was younger. And it's kind of sad because I'm like, oh, wow, I don't remember I the full remember story. remember that better, right? But I actually want to say that it was in the cab. The cab ride Once home. You, which I was like, cabs. <laughs> we took cabs back then. There were there no are these birds. things called cabs. <laughs> um, which was... The hottest cab ride I've ever been in in my life. Um, uh, taxi cab confessions yes, moment. Full on. Oh I used my to God. masturbate to that. I might masturbate to really? this later. Oh my God, you might. Here it goes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so. <laughs> Just gonna ASMR we, this for um, us. We got in the back of the cab. And no, it was, it was. <laughs> I was like, girl. <laughs> it was literally. I kind of forgot until this moment, like how ridiculous this ride was. Okay. Do you want to hear the funniest part? This was the longest taxi cab ride from the Vegas strip to my house ever. And I'm pretty sure that the guy just kept driving in a circle because almost everything happened in the back of the cab. Like her dress came up. I was like going down on her. This is the first time I ever went down on a girl. I was like, in what the back of the taxi cab in Vegas. Sorry, mom. Um, and That's so cool. and then she and Pasha were kissing, and I remember being so turned on because it was the first time I had ever seen him with another woman, and I knew, I knew that that would turn me on. Yeah. Like there wasn't a lot of fear there for me. I was like, yes, let's go for it. This is like my own real life porn, and you know, I. I just With like, like two just, people that you have like really intense feelings yes, about too. Like, yes. And you want to see them happy. There's a word for that. It's mm-hmm. called compersion. When yes. you feel pleasure, you get pleasure out of your partner feeling pleasure, which it's so cool to like, I mean, that's just like the most beautiful perspective to have, especially when it's two people that you really care about. I think it's, you're more likely to have that feeling. Yes. I was just, I remember sitting back and thinking, oh my God, they're so beautiful, like together. And then the three of us, it's like, there's just more, it's more of what's good. Yeah. You know, and I, I do exactly. wish that people could like take off the filter of like bad and wrong and taboo because some people have that mindset of like, they only have so much love or affection to give. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's the scarcity mindset compared to the abundant mindset yes. of like, we have more than enough. There's always going to be enough for me and for my partner to mm-hmm. give like someone else like love or affection. Yeah. I love the statement. Love doesn't subtract. It only multiplies. Totally. And it's like you, when you have like more of something that's beautiful, just like overflows. Yes. So, so gorgeous. Okay. So you're in the cab. Everything happens. happening. I think everything except the cab driver's like, oh no, I missed the turn again for the seventh time. Pretty much. I'm like, like, don't worry. I turned off the meter like seven wrong. He's like, actually, I'm going to pay you guys. Yeah. 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 No, we should have. He's like, you know what? This is supposed to be $36. Here's a hundred. Okay. Change by the girl's breakfast. As someone who like, I literally used to masturbate to taxi cab confessions on HBO, like the shit in the back of that. Like, first of all, this is incredible, but to be him and actually see it. Yeah. He definitely should have paid you guys. Yeah. Like, you know, he masturbated to that. Like, for sure. For so long. He probably like pulled off of my street and went into like a <laughs> oh my God. alley. I probably knew about him. Okay, so you anyway. get home. Okay, so we get home. I think everything happened in the back of the cab except for Pasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Pasha's pants coming off or anything. Because that would be penetration. You're like, um, uh, or the logistics. Yeah. You know? It's just like. Three people. Yeah. It's already hard enough in the back of a car too. So, so, so we get home and I think she and I go right upstairs and he, I, I basically am like, can you make us drinks? Like, I, oh, oh okay. I get super bossy. <gasps> That's right. Pasha said that, oh my God, it's like memory lane. Yeah. Pasha said that like, I got really bossy and I was like, do this for us, do that for us. And he like loved it. Cause I kind of took charge and I, generally pretty submissive in the bedroom, especially with him. I mean, at least at that point. Now I kind of like playing with power dynamics and I like switching a little bit. But I remember being like, I think he opened like a bottle of wine. So he like brings it upstairs and her and I are already like making out, going at it and doing all the things that I've probably wanted to do, like my whole life, obviously being attracted to girls. And he comes in and it's just like, oh my God this is so perfect. Like the, her body is incredible and I'm mm-hmm. so into it, but I'm like, that's right. There's also like a penis another to person too. and another person. <laughs> and it just was incredible. Like we did all the things. I think it started very sensual once mm-hmm. we got into my bedroom and Pasha very much likes to take his time, especially when he's like really enjoying something. That's what I appreciate most about him. That's in bed. amazing. Yes. You know, like most, that's literally the opposite yeah. of what most, most men. men. Yeah. I mean, he goes in his throat. I'll Okay. We, he, I'll give him a lot of credit, but when he's busy, he likes quickies and I'm like, I need a little time to warm up. And, you know, we've been married totally for seven do. years now, but his, his normal speed, you know, yeah. is that to really go slow. He like loves to savor. Sa- he's very I was just going to say the word savoring yes. is right at the same time as you. He loves to savor. So, and, um, this was not his first threesome with two women. And Ugh. he was just like, you know, very much sitting back, letting us do what we wanted to do, but also like, this is what I want to do, diving in. And I remember like him checking in with me a lot and checking in with her, which was really important. And I didn't even realize that that was important then. Now that I'm talking about it kind of for the first time and like really unpacking it, it's like, wow, okay. I have such an incredible, like powerful masculine that knows how to have everybody feel safe and feel seen. Um, because, because I, 
Yeah. That's how things go wrong is when, you know, someone's like stirring in their emotions instead of just like dealing with it right away, you know, like when you let it get in your head. So if you're constantly checking in with people, it's before it like turns into an actual problem problem. Yeah. You know that you never want to have a bad threesome. Yeah. And that's so true because they can go really wrong if someone like has an agenda and they just like want to drive and it's like, this is what I'm going to do. Now you go here. Now you go here. They don't even tell you and they start moving and switching and you're like, oh, okay, hold on. Yes. It should be a three-way dance. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Which it was. (laughs) It was so great. It was like, what do you want to do next? What do you want to do next? And and I think the most beautiful threesomes is always like, you know, everybody together, but you also have to take turns sometimes because it's three people logistically. Like sometimes one person just goes off to get a right. glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> well, and and watching is like, and watching is beautiful. Like you said, it's like live porn for you. Yeah. It's literally live porn. And, and you do need a break. I mean, yeah. you mentioned it gets exhausting. I mean, I like we, we went at it all night because for me, and I think for her too, well, I know it was her first time. And I think for him, it had been a while and yeah. I think probably the buildup, Posh and I are both like very sexual. We both have like a lot of, we have Scorpio in our chart and we're very, we both have high sex drive. Yeah. So this, this thing went all night and there were breaks that were taken. And it was the first time that I really got to sit back and watch and see what he looks like having sex, not being in the act, which was incredible. And then to like share at such a new stage for us too. We weren't together for very long. It was how long it was actually like, I mean, we'd maybe been together a year, but maybe not even fully together. We kind of like dated loosely in the beginning. I'll have to like really think about the timeline, but we weren't married yet. I don't think Or if we were, it was like only six months, whatever. Anyway, it wasn't that long. Early on. So we're like monogamous, you know? Yeah. We had never even talked about becoming monogamous. Yes. First, this was like the very first thing that was like monogamous. You guys hadn't, have you, had you discussed it at all? Did you have friends that did it? Did you talk about them? No, nope. Not a single thing. Like this was completely. It's beautiful. It's so organic. It was so organic. Like, I love that. I was. Then the beauty of it was I was like so in it. Yeah. I didn't have like a ton of, I have a lot of fear. Like I was sharing my high school and college days of yeah. like, oh my God, what is this going to mean? And that did come up for me after. But in the yeah, moment. Yeah, what does this mean? Yeah. In the moment I was like so in it. I mean, probably also a lot of alcohol, but I remember just like feeling so safe and letting myself oh, just yeah. go there. And um, I mean, the cool thing is I was able to like climax and then so many times and she was too. Of and course. that was just like, I was like, oh, okay. Not only are we so good at this, <laughs> we're so really good at this for other people. And we're like, so we're proud. so good at this. I remember being really proud. I was that's like, so oh, cool. it's not just my body that he like. Knows yeah. Really well. like, he's really good. In oh, that's so cool. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, I love, <laughs> I, I want to see that, you know, I want to see my partner like pleasuring other people and being pleasured by other people. And I think that when you put your energy towards that, it's like, instead of putting all your energy into not feeling jealous, just focus your attention on the good things. And like, there's been moments when I've had threesomes with my partner and like a friend that I really love. Mm -hmm. And when I just like focused all my attention on how much I loved both of them and how I want to see them happy and enjoying themselves, that feeling would literally disappear. Yeah. Like that was the easiest thing for me, Mm. you know? And so it's just, 
I think that, you know, we want more love and affection in the world. This is definitely the direction. Okay. This is like, uh, that's so sweet. And it made me think of this saying that's like a little bit corny, but I love it. One of my old coaches would always say, when in doubt, focus out. And so like, if you're doubting anything, if you're having fear about anything in your own life, Mm -hmm. focus out on the people that you love and what you can do for someone else. And like, it applies, it applies sexually, it applies everywhere, but it's totally, it's such a true statement. Um, I, you know, I will say it wasn't like completely sunshine and roses because there was the aftermath. Right. And then, you know, you wake up and you're like, so she's, but she, yeah, she slept. She spent the night and she was like a friend that you're going to be seeing. It wasn't just like a random person you picked up at the bar. No, it wasn't like, okay, you go home in the cab and like, we never talk again. This was, there was aftermath to deal with. Um, Which I think is almost better because it like it even pushes you more into that mindset of polyamory in the sense that like I'm going to have to be around this person. I'm going to have to deal with my negative feelings and I'm going to have to come out of it a stronger person. I mean, that's how I feel about polyamory, like in general. But right. like, you know, you being around that. Per- or, what was yeah. It? Uh, mm. yeah. 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 Out of it. Yeah. Totally. All right. Do you still talk to this person? I do. Yeah. We're that's still cool. great friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not as like much as I used to. You know what I admire about you is you have like so many people around you that you've actually kept in contact with for like a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I really, I admire that about yeah. you. Thank you. Most of my like closest friends growing up are still like some of my closest friends. Yeah. If I don't see them. And then I love to collect people. Like I am a collector of people and I lived in Philly and Vegas and LA. So I have like these tribes that I'm totally. trying to get everyone here, like so that it's easier for me and I don't have to travel yeah, as totally. much. But I'm always here. You're like, goal. this is my friend. We've been friends for, you know, 14 years. And I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ, Jessica. Like, I have a lot of them. It's so beautiful. It's though, a full time you know? job to keep up with your community. Every relationship takes effort and mm-hmm. time. And, you know, so, yeah, I do admire that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad you're one of them. Ah, I just feel like so special that you want to be friends with me, too, because the people that you surround yourself with are such amazing humans. And I'm like, wow, she wants Mm. me to like, it makes me feel so good about myself. And girl, you amazing. I love you. I love you too. We had so much fun on our retreat. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 I am constantly talking about that. Mm. Constantly talking about that. My little bracelet from it. The love one. Apparently we have a mutual friend that make, they make the, someone named Ben makes these. Is that what his name is? Oh, maybe he's in your guys's community. Oh, (laughs) Ben. Oh, Ryby. I think so. Yeah, his girlfriend, Crystal. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. Shout out. The world, um, yeah, the, it's crazy how small the world is. It really is, especially in LA. Our world over here. Yeah, the um, open-minded, like, I'm starting to realize, especially, like, sexually open-minded people, like, they mm-hmm. gravitate towards each other. Yeah. And the community ends up being, like, smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. So then you walk into a sex party and you know everybody. <laughs> I was just sharing that like it's funny I I don't I haven't been to one in years and um now that I'm doing this I should probably start getting back out there and doing my research. I want to do my own <gasps> sex party. And me and Holly, you met her. We're oh, yeah. we've been talking about it and I, I obviously you and like I would love to have you and Pasha. Yeah. Lolo, we're like in. everybody that I've met, like I have so many amazing like open sexually minded people so I want to bring them all together. That party that we went to on Saturday wasn't a sex party, but it was Mm-mm. the best sex party I've ever been to. Yes, I would agree. It was just very much about curiosity, community. I learned um, so much about how I would want my sex party to be mm-hmm. because I don't think I would call it a sex party now. No. Because I think when you t- 
call it that, people automatically have like a little bit of pressure applied to them. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is this? What am I getting into? Do I have to? Like there's yeah. pressure. And obviously that's never required, but I just felt so much more relaxed and they really focused on connection and yeah. like that BDSM exercise. That was amazing. I was crying my eyes out with when Lolo and Amanda were together Mm. because I love them both so much and getting to see that between them. Like, it's like how, what you're describing about Pasha and her, like, you know, you're just like, I can't believe I'm getting to witness such a beautiful, intimate moment between two people that I love Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah. And I hope more people can realize like how beautiful, like, these experiences can be and what you're missing out on, you know? I I want to do a whole episode at one point on like BDSM and kink and kind of unpacking it because I did too. I learned that um, there's so much sensuality and like pleasure in kink and BDSM and it's not all like whips and chains and torture. And I was like, wait, this is like, there's like worship happening. Like she blew my mind yeah. and the way the men at that party and the women were at the party were touching me after that lesson was mm-hmm. like, I've never experienced such sensual, like beautiful touch yeah. from other humans. Like she is a sex witch. Like yes. I was like, and also I was like, coming up and I was like watching the energy in the room and I was like yeah like this like it was mm-hmm. magic she put us all under a sex spell it thank you Amanda I am still things. under it yeah literally. oh really all right cool, <laughs> She's cool. so magical yeah so yeah well these are the things people can experience yeah well I can't wait till you start hosting them I would love to help I can't wait way. oh yes yeah. You have to be there. Okay, cool. I'm there. I'm there. She's like, I got to start going to him again. I'm like, well, let's, you should come to the one that like, you know, and also since I've met you guys, like my idea on what those type of events would be like, are like completely different, mm-hmm. completely changed. Yeah. So. Cause I'm sure we've both been to, you know, and we don't even have to go down the road of like, but I know we've both been yeah. to sex parties that have not been great. And that's actually the reason that Pasha and I, I think we're like, this isn't really our thing, you know, yeah. and we haven't, we haven't yeah. been to a party in years because it's just they like, haven't evolved yet. Yes. And I would say like what curiosity bears is doing is amazing. So keep doing that. We love you guys. Um, oh, I should have them on the show. <gasps> okay. Oh, we need, I need to totally. find people with a different perspective. Okay. Um, back to the, back oh, yeah, to the unpacking the accidental. Yeah. Them. In the morning. How, wait, how, how are we doing on time? Okay. The morning after. Yeah, the morning after. What was that like? So hold on. Did you guys all sleep in the same bed? Yes. What was the order? Which remember (laughs) Who was in the middle? Um, no, I think I was in the middle. Tasha has a really hard time sleeping, co-sleeping. Like even he and I. And he's like a third person. Yeah. Even when he and I sleep in the same bed, like we he we cuddle for a little bit. Neither of us like to cuddle. So we like cuddle till we like get sleepy. And then we roll to our respective sides That's of the, the bed. And then he puts one hand on my butt. Like it's like touch. how we sleep. And his, his, the hand will stay there like all night. Um, but when we do sleep in thirds, normally I'm the middle because I move around the least. And yeah, so I'm pretty sure that night he was on the end. I was in the middle. She was over here. And she left on the earlier side, like as soon as she woke up. It's not like she hung around and we all like had breakfast and coffee. Like she yeah. was up and out. Um, oh, cause she had dogs. I remember. So she had to go home and take care of her dogs. Um, and then he and I were sort of left to wake up and yeah. unpack this whole experience, which 
Of course. First thing that happens when I wake up is like, I feel that bit of anxiety and that I I used to live with a lot of anxiety actually when I was younger. It's one of the reasons like I love being a coach because I'm able to help women sort of stop living in that cycle of anxiety and overwhelm. Totally. And so I woke up and of course the pit of my stomach starts churning with all the like labels, taboos. And you know, I'm the, the drinking culture of like my twenties yeah. and l- living and working that night style or nightlife lifestyle. I would always kind of wake up with that feeling. And that's, you know, why I don't really yeah. drink as much anymore. Like, of course I enjoy from time to time, but so I wake up and I'm like super stressed and I'm like, Oh my God, what does this mean? What is it? And I'm thinking like, I should, should I'm jealous. Right. Am I jealous? Like, is, is he going to want to see her again? And I start questioning like everything that's going on in my mind. And so he like kind of wakes up really chill and I don't think he's ready for like this. What am I like? Where I'm like, okay, here's item line A. I think we should talk about this. I think we should talk about um, the fact that uh, you didn't put your hand on my butt last night. Was that because? No, I'm just kidding. Like, there was no, none of that. But I did wake up like with an agenda, you know, like, it's very much like this. we need to talk about this. And he's like, okay, cool. You know, like let's talk about it. And I remember feeling really scattered and I probably started spewing off the like, what does this yeah. mean? And our, like, we can't tell anybody. That was like a stressor of mine. I immediately remember feeling like I can't tell anybody. I don't want anyone to find out. Um, you know, coming from a like, yeah, totally. girls are supposed to be good girls. And then I remember thinking, oh my God, like your dad was there. <laughs> like, oh I saw me making well, out with her. Someone knows. Yeah, somebody knows the secret's out. Um, but there were all those feelings that I remember Pasha like let me kind of spew for a while. Yeah. And then he asked me really important questions, which I don't remember all of them, but I remember him saying, well, like, how did you feel like last night? And like, what were the feelings? And so I went through it and, you know, we started talking about, got back into like how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I remember him saying like, is it something that you would want to do again? He's like, forget about like what happens like outside of this yeah. bedroom. And of course, probably because he's thinking like I would want to, but also for my sake, like he was really good at identifying like, yeah. what do you want? It doesn't matter what anybody else wants or thinks. Exactly. Like, what do you want? And I remember being like, yeah, I would do that again in a heartbeat. And he was like, okay, so then this is something that you're interested in. Yeah. And like, you've got to, if you want that, you don't have to have that. But if you want to be fulfilled in this way, like you can put your big girl pants on and okay, you don't have to tell anybody, but like you should live your life. And then I started to tell him like, well, I've wanted to do that for, for a while. Time. No, and, totally. You know, um, and then also it's really interesting because, you know, I had a lot of like the physical responses, the physiological stuff that happens when you get anxious, mm-hmm. right? Or when you feel jealous or like when you have all this emotion or this energy. And Pasha reminded me, he's like, well, what does it feel like when you're excited? And I was like, the fucking same. What, what point are you trying to make? But no, he was right. It's like excitement yeah. and, you know, feelings of surprise or, you know, what happens when you're like gearing up for something that you really love or even that like infatuation, it all feels the same way in your body as anxiety, as stress, as jealousy. And you get to make a choice. You Mm -hmm. know, if I want my palms sweaty and my heart racing to mean I'm jealous and anxious, then it can. And like, that's my choice. 
And if I want it to mean I'm excited and I'm like in love and I want to do this again because this is what life is about, mm-hmm. like experiencing things that bring you pleasure in any, in any realm, yeah. like then go do that and make that choice. And I was like, I really want to make that choice. And so that's it's part of your surrender experiment did. story. Yes. Oh, so good. It really is yeah. part of like, you know, just surrendering to the new things that come up in your life. Mm-hmm. And that came up so organically. And, yes. Uh, beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for helping me unpack it. Oh yeah, of yeah. course. I'm so happy. Like I said, it's an honor to be your friend. It's an honor to be on here. Oh, so I love you. I love you too. Oh my God. Okay. Wait before. So now that I've shared, uh-huh. I would just love to know like your my first. Threesome? Yeah. Your first. I know I, I've been thinking about it as you're like no rules and stuff. So my first threesome was actually on spring break with my boyfriend. We were there with like his whole fraternity. Mm-hmm. And I, there was this girl that me and her were also like so attracted to each other. Like I knew every time we would go to parties, we would like flirt with each other. And I remember that night just being like, I'm going to try and make this happen. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to flirt with her. We started making out in the hot tub. And then we eventually like just went back to the room which is actually we were sleeping in a closet on an air mattress. Oh my God, such a spring. And had a threesome, you know? And I remember afterwards, like waking up in the morning and everyone being like, that was so cool. You guys are so cool. And and then being like, like, what rules did you put on him and stuff? And me being like, I don't have any rules. Like, I don't, like, I really didn't think about that. I didn't worry about it. And then we ended up having like multiple threesomes on that spring break trip. It started with like her to become a thing. No, with two other girls, actually. Oh my God. So you guys were like, all right, check box number one. Well, yeah. Okay, you're for Wednesday. We're going to sign you up for Friday. Saturday, I just felt Friday. like, you know, like I wanted to have threesomes. I wanted to experiment with girls and I knew that there were other girls like that. And so mm-hmm. I would just like test the waters. Yeah. Like, you know, Pasha said he feels like he coordinated them. I felt like I did that for all of them, you know, I'd be like making out with them and I'd be like, well, do you want to, you know, my boyfriend's over there too. Like, do you think he's cute? Do you want to go to my closet? Do you want to go to my closet? My air mattress? (laughs) Wait, where did you go to spring break? San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. It wasn't like a crazy, like Cabo. No, it was in San Diego. We rented a house. We destroyed that house to the point where the guy who rented it, like he canceled his credit card, like before we even left, he knew like it was so (laughs) bad. Like, I felt so bad looking back. Like that's, I used to get blackout drunk too, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Oh, college. I, I want to talk to someone who's had their first threesome sober. Now that would be a unicorn to Ooh, find. I'll go on the hunt. If you have had a sober threesome for your first experience, please yeah, your very first write, one. write us so we can have you on. Come on. I know you're out there. Maybe Johnny. No, no, he's already had one. And Danielle's yeah. already had one too yeah. before she got sober. Damn. Maybe. Mm. Okay. Well, that was an amazing story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yes, of course. I think that we probably have so many more things to talk about. So I totally just wait. You're yeah. inspiring me to do something like this of my own because <gasps> this is amazing. Ah, please do. All right, Mr. I'll have you once. Oh, I would uh, love to. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, you guys. (laughs) Wow, you guys. Episode one in the books. We did it. Please don't forget to tell me what you liked most about the show and leave us a review on Apple. Also, don't forget to follow Open Late, the podcast on Instagram.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.